This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. I mean, Jamie, you can start. Just play the song. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics save money, cash hoes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What types of facts are those? If you grew up a hoes and you sap a toe, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. Fuck critics, you could kiss my whole asshole. They don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Well, I don't give a shit. So, fuckers. I'm from Red to Riches, me design dumb. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Pick me. I got 64 episodes out to go. I mean, 63 recorded, and I'm on the fourth. You already know we're about to kick it off. It's Yusuf Goff. I'm about to go and start. Yo, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. That was a little uh, shout out to Mac Miller. That was a little, a little him. Let me take a sip of coffee. We're we're off to a hot start, huh? All right. I don't. I don't. Do I have a normal intro, guys? You gotta message me that. Is there a normal way, or do I just normally go like, "What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, another week. It's another. We made it. We made it. It's, it's uh, today's. Uh, oh wow! Look at this. It's eleven twenty-two. That's pretty cool. That's the date. It's uh, five thirty-three right now. I'm recording this, and then I'm gonna go hit three mics. Three mics. So um, let's start with the updates. I guess I don't know. Pull up my phone, Jamie. Um, go to the notes there. Thank you. And then podcast. Jamie, you're on the ball today. And also, can you put my phone on the charger? Because we got to go hit three mics and I need to have a charged phone. It's not charged. There it is. It's charging. So yeah, what happened? Um, last week, last week, previously on Piscoff Podcast. What do we do? Yo, last week I had to hit four mics after. I didn't have time to eat. Um, but then I went and I got to do, uh, dingoes. Um, hit dingoes. Got, I think I went up like within the first ten comics, so it wasn't terrible. Uh, drove to the spot, got there. They had just started when I got there. I think they were on their second comic, and I was like number seven or eight, under ten as well. Um, left dingoes and went to olives. Got to olives. I think I want to say like eight thirty, eight forty-five, and they were having issues with the lighting. It was fading in and out, and they couldn't figure it out because none of them wanted to actually follow the instructions that was on the left. And I asked Luke who had done it if you tried to follow the instructions and somebody else was helping Luke and asked, did you try to read all these instructions on how to restart it? And they said, yeah, we did. And I was like, did you try doing it? And like, yeah, we did. But apparently they didn't. So that's all they needed to do. Uh, But they fixed the lighting in time for me to go on stage, uh, which was great. Um, Did that. By the way, hitting three, I should have stopped there. Three mics in a night, more than enough. Four mics is good. I'm not going to lie, four mics is good if they were closer. Not that it was terribly far. I think I only drove like 120 miles altogether um, that night, like that day. Um, but like, it's just, ugh. it was exhausting because I was at the first mic. Um, and then as soon as I got off, like got off stage, I went to the next one. And I did that for the second one and the, even the third one as I was on my way to the fourth and I only hung out at the fourth mic, 
And by the time I got to the fourth mic, a lot of the people had already been, they went up and then they left. So, like, there was no cool, really, not really any cool people left to hang out with. So, that being said, stay at the mic with the cool people if you have, if you're trying to, if there's any comics listening to this. Uh, that's what I would do. To take a sip of coffee. Oh, yeah. This coffee's delicious. I figured it out, guys. The Folgers coffee is starting to grow on me. Remember last week when I was talking about how um, BJ's fuck BJ's because they ran out of instant coffee that I like? That Folgers stuff is pretty good, and I've been doing the French press. In fact, I should probably do that before I go to the mic if I have time. If not, when I get back home. Uh, what I do is at night, I I'd cold brew my own coffee in the French press. And people are going to say, Yusuf, it's not cold brew. kind of is. What I do is I just take my coffee... Uh, if it says one tablespoon per six-ounce cup and my thing holds five six-ounce cups, whatever the math is for that, 30 whatever ounces, um, 30 ounces. And then so what I'll do is I'll just make like 60, like two spoons instead per one spoon. So I double it up so it's extra caffeinated. And then I put cold water in and then I don't push the plunger down on the French press for 12 hours. Um, I usually have room in my fridge in this one part where I can kind of put it in if I press it down just a little bit. Uh, otherwise, I just leave it out and then I just put it in the fridge in the morning when I wake up. So that way it's kind of cold. You know, plunge it down at that point. And that's how you make your own home cold brew. And if you want cold foam, like they do at um, at Dunkin' Donuts, because I started liking their, their cold brew with cold foam, which I might get one after this if I have time before the mics, just so I can have some energy too. The cold foam is pretty much whipped cream. It's not it's not exactly whipped cream because like you can stir it easier, but it's almost like a whipped cream without probably made not made out of with heavy cream. It's probably made with like some kind of a soy or or corn high fructose corn syrup alternative. But it, it tastes delicious though. And it'll give me cancer, and my aunt is like, Yusuf, you should really stop vaping, as everybody else has diabetes in my family. So yeah, you know, you guys should really stop eating sugar, but I can't say that. All right, sorry. 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 Oh, pissed Golf Podcast. Get pissed, yes. Talk about my last name, Golf. Yes, do it all, yes. Um. So yeah, that was what happened Monday. It was exhausting. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Tuesday, I went to the reserve mic. It was ass. Why is it ass, Yusef? Well, let's see. The host there, Carl, he can't do it by himself, and he's the only one who's excited to do it, but he can't also read the room. Like, he can't, like, uh, he doesn't read the room ever. So you don't be positive and not acknowledge that the room is sucking. You have to get the room out of the suck mode. And instead, Kate is up there. She's fucking just looking like she's having the worst time of her life, which is also making other people have terrible, terrible sets. So I fucking just went crazy and yelled at everybody. But, um... Wednesday, I went to Comedy Cove, and I actually did well there. It was surprising. Like, they kind of liked the the shit that I was doing. So, uh, it was good. Gene, afterwards, he said it was a good job. Um, so, shout out to Gene. Thank you for, for that, you know. I think he's starting to grow on me. I'm starting to grow on him or whatever, however it works. Uh, Thursday, I uh, did City Lounge. Um because I told Chris I would do that, and then I went to Rhino because the other Chris, uh, one is Park, the other one is Gasler, that was hosting the Rhino's late mic, so I went to support both of my friends. Because why? Because as you'll find out later, for a Friendsgiving, I'm not a good friend, evidently. <laughs> Don't worry, I know a couple golf fights are a little salty about that, that I didn't show up to their Friendsgiving. 
in due time. We'll get there. So Friday um, after work, I went to Wawa because there was a show, and I went there because I wanted to support Chris Gassler. Uh, my boy, he was on there, and I'm not going there anymore. I'm not going there to support people. I'm probably not even going to go there for a show. If they ever put me on a show, I don't think I want to go there. Uh, I don't think I want to drive there anymore. It's too far away for me to just have such an... It's always an ass room. The room is always such awful garbage. It's, And this is the Wawa uh, Social Club in North Bergen, in case you're, you're curious as to which mic I'm talking about. And it's mainly the problem is Aaron. Aaron the cunt Wahlberg. Um, or it's, sometimes it's Josh, he, I'm a cuck, uh, Wells, you know, uh, Josh who previously cuck, got cucked out of his relationship with his girlfriend to go with Aaron, I'm assuming I'm, I'm spreading rumors here. I'm going to go ahead and say allegedly because I'm making these all up, you know, now if they come out to be true, that's because I'm kind of a detective sometimes I'm kind of a detective sometimes and I can kind of see things and patterns and notice them. And then I'll be like, Oh, well, you know what? Hmm. Josh breaking up with his girlfriend, acting fake sad for a little bit, but him and Aaron getting really, really close beforehand, almost seeming like maybe that was also even maybe the part of the reason they broke up was that he, why are you always hanging out with Aaron and getting so close and buddy-buddy? And Aaron has has a habit of doing that. I used to accuse her of Omer, and I had no, I had no reason to do that, no right to do it. But now, I just don't give a fuck. I'm done with a lot of these fucking loser comics. They, they would prefer I talk shit behind their back so technically this is behind their back they can hear it all they want but i'm not going to say anything to their faces anymore to their faces i won't say a goddamn word no hellos no goodbyes nothing they can all suck my dick and kiss my ass at the same goddamn time you know what actually i want them to kiss my ass and then i want them to like while they're kissing my ass like to like switch upside down so their nose can tickle under my balls i want them to kiss my ass from underneath so their lips are on my asshole and their nose is tickling my balls. That's how I want them to kiss my ass. That's how they should all kiss my ass. And you know what? I got a lot of things in the works. We're not going to talk about them because I, I know you fucking haters are out there listening too. And you're going to try to fuck my shit up. But I got a bunch of venues I'm working on. I'm, we're talking between me and a couple of my boys. We're trying to have three to four different mics throughout the week. So we can have three to four different mics that we run that are going to be fun fucking mics, not these shitty ass ones that I keep complaining about. And we're going to have a couple of them and we're going to do a couple of shows at some of these places too, once a month maybe. Maybe we even do once a week, we each alternate to each of these venues and we start doing shows all the time. Then, oh, I'm sorry, sorry guys, sorry, sorry bad comics that hate me, you're going to start kissing my ass. And I told you how I like it when you kiss my ass, I want you to tickle my balls uh, tickle my balls with your nose when you do kiss my ass, okay? I'm going to make sure I say that, you know, when you guys are kissing my ass for spots now. Because that's how it works. That's it. Oh, Yusuf doesn't book anything. Fuck that guy. He talks shit. But then when Yusuf books shit, it's not Yusuf talks shit. It's Yusuf's the best. He's only speaking his mind. Oh. So you guys can all suck my dick sideways. I don't know how you suck my dick sideways. That's because I want two people, one on each side. That's how you guys can suck my dick. Fucking losers. So anyway, yeah, that was a uh, Saturday. Um, no, no, that wasn't Saturday. That was Friday, and that's why I hate Wawa. Uh, Saturday. Saturday was fun. Saturday, we, uh, there was the Rhino show. They do, like, their late show, and then there was the comics. There was only, like, five or six of us, but it was a fun time because Chris was there, and me and Chris fucking are boys. Uh, Gassler, I'm talking about, by the way. Uh, I think Park was there, too, actually. He might have showed up. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Whatever. 
Um, but yeah, Sunday. So Sunday was evidently Friendsgiving gay boys date night, and I missed it because uh, I was supposed to have a date. And then that was what, you know, originally was going to make me miss it. But they were like, no, no, you're going to come anyway. You're going to bring a date. That'll be fun. Bring a date so that way it's not a date for her. And then you're just hanging out with the boys or or the other way around. Is Now I'm just hanging out with her in front of the boys. And now my boys are like, oh, what, you're only hanging out with her? Yeah, it's because uh, guess what? You both, neither my friends or the lady got to see me because instead Baba said, I got to do Baba work. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Baba work, Baba work is where Baba asked me to do uh, physical labor. Um, usually it'll be last minute. Sometimes he will give me advance notice, but it'll only be like if he needs me uh, in advance, like he'll give me like, I'm going to need you for the next three weeks on the weekend to help me out with this thing. And then he asks me, can you do it? But he knows I have to say yes. Because I am a good son. I'm not going to say no. I'm also here. I can't. It's not like, you know, my brother who can say no because he lives fucking bumblefuck three hours away. So I got to be a good son. And I got to do it. And you know what else? I got to do it because uh, I always choose family. Now, now here's the thing. I don't understand. I guess maybe it's a holiday thing for some people. Uh, Friendsgiving is gay. It's from How I Met Your Mother. It's for losers who can't eat alone like me. Or for losers who can't go to their family. I can do both. I can go hang out with my family. I'm going to actually do that on uh, Saturday. And I can eat uh, Thanksgiving alone. Like I'm going to do on Thursday. I get to make as much of everything that I want to eat as I want. Do whatever the fuck I want all day long. Not argue with anyone. And then I can do all the eating what they make. And all the shit that they make in all their weird ways. On Saturday and argue with all the family and prove my points are right and theirs are always wrong because that's usually how it is and and have fun like a normal like I could do both because I'm just better than people so yeah so I did the, the the Baba work instead of going to Friendsgiving and they were upset boy were they upset and you know who else was upset the lady was upset uh, she didn't vo- vo- verbalize it as much as the dudes did, which is surprising. You know, considering, uh, you know, if you if I gave you the transcript and I just took the names out um, between Juan and uh, and the lady that I'm talking to, you'd assume that it was Juan was the female and the female was Juan because she was pretty much like, yeah, I get it. That sucks. I thought we were going to hang out, but I understand. And Juan is like, what the fuck, bro? Why didn't you tell me? I'm so sad because I wanted to see you and, and or something and you're not there. So I'm going to make you feel bad that you couldn't be there. Hmm. I'm a tough guy. Hmm. Whatever. Oh, oh, how about this? So uh, I, I tried calling last night. I probably had a dumb idea. Maybe I, do I want to do it now? You know what? Maybe we can't. Uh, there's no way there's a manager working right now. Um. So I started real. I, I I noticed this. I noticed this a long time ago. I've been living in Parsippany now almost two, almost a year and a half. And in the year and a half that I've lived here, I go to the shop right by me. And the shop right by me doesn't always have the security guard, uh, who's also a person, a color colored person like me, uh, who's standing by the front door. They don't always always have. There's always, by the way, 
the security guards are always people like me, colored people, and they're tall as fuck. They stand out. You can see them everywhere. They they don't blend in in any way. They even say they have security on their shirt, which is good. I gl- I'm glad they have security. What I'm not glad at is every single time there is a security guard at the door, not saying sometimes, not saying most of the times, I'm telling you it's every single time I go in there, and I always go in there dressed well. I don't go in there like in bum clothes like I just got, got, got done doing work with my dad. Like I'm in my dirty clothes. Give him a reason to follow me around. I look like a weirdo. I'm there dressed nice. I'm there with my fucking glass, my blue blockers on to make me look like Malcolm X. Is that the problem that they see? I'm, I spend between, if I'm just getting fucking uh, the basics, I would probably drop 40 bucks. Usually I drop up to $200 a week on groceries. And they know that because I'm there every fucking week. Sometimes multiple times a week. And every time without fail, the security guards follow me around. Every time. Now, I don't know if that's the management. I don't know if that's the security. Why are they being brainwashed to think that one of their own is going to steal and do it? Do, ah, I wear tight clothes, guys. I go to the the, the section with the alcohol. You, you see, I buy handles of vodka. I don't buy the little bottles, like the little, little tiny ones that I could just slip in my pocket. You're going to notice if I have a handle of bot, vodka underneath my clothing, guy. You're going to notice if I have a fucking, uh, if, I, if I buy a 12-pack of fucking Spike Seltzers or some shit. You're going to notice it. So I'm obviously not stealing that. I don't go down the pharmacy aisle where people steal shit like where the condoms are and all the other medicine and all that bullshit that people steal. Uh, like they used to have the security cams at the shop, uh, stop and shop. Like the cameras that would just turn on when you go down the aisle with like the Sudafed and all that other cold medicine shit. Ah, I don't even go down those aisles. I literally go around the outskirts of the store because everything I need is in the outskirts of the store and then a couple aisles I go down. And they follow me everywhere. Why? What the fuck is it? I, I, and then they and then they see me get into the register every time. I pay for all my shit and then nothing. So now from now on, I was going to I called them last night pissed off cuz I like I was just really angry and then the manager of course he's not there. Uh, what I'm going to do is is next time I'm going to pull out my phone. I'm going to have it in a shirt pocket recording already video. And I'm going to see how the security guard is right there in the front. And then as soon as he starts following me, I'll pull my phone out of my pocket and I'll start aiming it at him. And then I'll say, oh, this guy who was at the front is now following me. Excuse me, sir. Is there a reason that you're following me in the store? No? Okay. Can I have your name, please? No, oh, you don't want to give it to me? Okay. Well, you work here, right? Okay. Well, I have video evidence that's just going to go online and I'm just going to post it on social media and, and then maybe that'll be how I get my big break. I'll call it out fucking other people for being racist. Fucking losers. Not even racist. Just being biased as fuck. Because fuck my race because I have multiple races. I don't want to even... Cause I'm not going to claim racism. Fuck that. That's bullshit. That's so fucking easy. I'm not doing that. I'm claiming bias. What about me makes you want to think that I'm a fucking thief. I don't know. I have no idea. What What about me makes the other fucking pussy comics think I'm going to physically assault them? I've never put hands on any of the comics. I've never put hands on them. I've never put hands on any audience members. In fact, the only one time I ever got close to doing that was when a, a comic, uh, an audience member got in the face of a comic and he was threatening to attack him. And I said, you're not going to attack my friends. And so I got in his face. But I never physically assaulted anybody. 
So what is this bullshit that you guys do where you guys want to have you guys want to do things one way and talk one way, but then you want to act another? It's, it doesn't make sense. I'm done being fake with you guys. I'm going to just be real, but I'm also going to be censored and I'm going to censor myself by doing this. I'm not going to fucking let you guys run my life because you guys can't. You guys in comedy, outside of comedy, you guys got to realize this. I'm going to tell you something very, very important you should know about the Piskoff podcast producer and um, not, not the producer Jamie, um, but the main producer Yousef, um, who also is the host who's also talking right now. I am the most important person in my life. Is that selfish? Yes. But guess what else? If you're not saying that about yourself, if you're not the most important person in your life, who are you giving power to? Who is more important than you in your life? Think about that. You can't, if you have a kid, you can say your kid, but at the same time, your kid can't take care of you. Now, your kid is probably more important to you mentally. I can understand that. You know, being my brother as a father, I can see how he can think his that his kids are more important than him. But here's the thing. Your kids, they can't raise each other. Not without you. So maybe you are more important than them. And maybe you doing what's best for you is also most important so you can still do the best for them. I don't know. That was a weird side tangent. I don't know why. Because I fucking watched this. I don't know. All right. This is old news, but we'll talk about it anyway. Um, Tim Dillon versus Michael Che. Did you guys see any of that? It was like that back and forth that was going around um, between Tim Dillon and Michael Che. And it was just some stupid shit. Now I realize what happened is uh, Michael Che was dropped. He had a new album or a new uh, Netflix special that was being dropped. And this was all just, I'm guessing, tongue-in-cheek, like uh, rap game meets comedy, rap beef meets comedy kind of thing. Because um, I don't know where, like, Michael Che just starts making fun of Tim Dillon, who is substantially way more popular than Michael Che. And he's like, you know, I don't know why everybody's talking shit about Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon's a nobody. He's not even a good comic. He's just a radio persona. And Tim Dillon claps back with some shit like, Michael Che, you're just a drunk illiterate. You don't know how to type. You're not even allowed on Twitter because your uh, Saturday Night Live doesn't let you. Uh, and you don't have any of the notoriety or fame that I do, so maybe you should shut the fuck up. And um, and yeah, and I thought it was pretty interesting, but now um, I, I realized it, what it was is that there was a it, people were getting polarized on it, and it became where all of a sudden people would just automatically choose a side. Like I noticed anybody who is uh, open-minded or anti-vax, they are on Tim Dillon's side. And then people who are pro-vax or who are like pro uh, SNL and all that, those narratives that they push, they were pro Michael Che. No, it's fine. You know, choose whatever you want, do whatever you want. I'm not here to judge you. Because again, like I, I really, really, I'm like I said, like maybe moments earlier, I'm very, very selfish. I only care about myself. So if you want to get vaccinated, do it. You don't want to get vaccinated, don't do it. If you have cancer and you want to take cancer medication, do it. If you have cancer and you want to kill yourself, do it. I'm not going to do it. I can't kill myself according to Islam. In fact, I probably can't even tell you to kill yourself according to Islam. But I did anyway, and so I apologize, God, if that's what I did and I wasn't supposed to. But also, like, you can do what you want to do. You know, in Islam, you're not allowed to be gay. 
But if you, who is not me, wants to be gay, do it. I don't care. If you, who's not me, wants to do heroin, do it. Now, here's where I have a problem. If you want to do something that's going to harm others, then I have a problem. For example, if you want to have sex with any person who's a consenting adult and you're a consenting adult, do it in any way you want. You want to do it with an animal. If an animal can give consent, then, then somehow, then you can do it with the, is the future. They could read minds like that Elon Musk brain shit. The chimp says, yeah, you know what? I do want to have sex with you, ma'am. Then by all means, fuck the chimp. But no, no, you, this is not happening. You're not having sex with things that cannot give consent. You're not having sex with children. That's not allowed. And you're also not going to just kill people because it makes you feel good. You're hurting others. No. You're not allowed to just walk around and just shoot people. So we're not going to go in the whole Kyle thing because self-defense. But I guess I should talk about it a little bit. You know, they're kind of all, they all kind of tie together. But, <clears throat> but yeah, look. You do what you want to do as long as you don't hurt anybody. And that's fine. I, I remember there was like this libertarian saying was something like, uh, what does it mean to be a libertarian? It's like, it means uh, I want to be able to smoke weed and shoot guns at my friend's gay wedding. Uh, uh, something like that. Like, I want to be able to smoke weed and shoot guns at my gay friend's wedding. It's like, you just don't give a fuck as long as you don't hurt me. That's it. Nobody likes that. Oh, my God. These fucking lefts and rights. I'm getting so sick. At least the right doesn't bother me. So it seems like I'm on their side or they're on my side. It's the lefties that bother me more than the right. The people on the right literally think I'm on their side. They're that dumb. They are. They think I'm a Republican. I'm a Libertarian. I tell them I'm a Libertarian. They're like, I oh, know, but I, but you're a Republican, right? You're, you're going to be at a MAGA rally, Yusuf? Ha, ha, ha. You're going to be the only black guy at a MAGA I would be if I was at the MAGA rally because I'm not one of them. And then the left. Oh, this is this is the left and the right thing. Me being multiracial is, and me being a Libertarian is reminding me of being multiracial. Like, I'm Libertarian, so the left sees me as the right. The right sees me as the left. Well, I'm half black and half white. The blacks are like, oh, you're definitely not dark enough to be one of us. And the whites are like, you're definitely too dark to be one of us. So it's ridiculous. But I'm used to it. And you know what happens? Is it makes me tougher and it makes me a better person. Because I get to struggle and I get to str- uh, uh, learn from my, my trials and tribulations. Where most people can't. Most people are, are going to let their struggles just destroy them. And... I'm not that kind of guy. I'm sorry. Take a sip of water, you said. Ah, yeah. So, let's see. Pull up the... Jamie, you have my password, right? Yeah, there you go. So, pull up the... Um, go on the YouTubes and go... Yeah, the library and go... To, yeah, there you go. The podcast videos. See if there's anything new I put in there. I want to talk about... We could do that. We could talk about that one. We'll do that after. Oh, stretch a little bit. I gotta stretch. My back hurts. From the physical labor yesterday. All right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit. And then I'll go pee and then I'll continue the rest of this. Uh, so, on, I knew what day was it. I don't remember what day it was. It was like, uh, I think it was maybe Friday, I want to say, um, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came out. 
And Kyle Rittenhouse was innocent on all charges. The only charge they probably could have gotten him on, um, possibly, I think, was the gun charge. Like, And then they, they dismissed it. Um, but then again, I also was listening to the actual evidence. And the other thing that I heard is they couldn't have gotten him for that. Because if they measured the weapon, the weapon had to have been having a less than an 18-inch barrel, which it probably didn't. Probably had an 18-inch or more barrel. And I think overall length had to be a certain amount of length, and it probably was that length because it was a standard issue, not standard issue, but it was a pretty standard rifle. It didn't look like a short barrel uh, rifle, um, which would have been illegal. So that being said, you know, the things that they could have gotten him out with is fine. But, like, bro, uh, people around me, especially in the comedy community, are clearly CNN PCs. They are only spitting CNN narratives like, well, he shouldn't have crossed state lines to be there, and he drove so far. Well, here's one thing. Um, the distance that he drove to get to Kenosha, number one, besides him living there and having family and friends and all that that, that live there, the distance that he drove to get there was actually less than that guy that he shot in the arm that survived, that Rose, Rose, Rose Kurtz or whatever fucking gauge guy his name is. Um. He drove twice as twice the distance to get there. He just didn't cross state lines. So that's like uh, if my brother, who lives three hours upstate New York, drives three or two and a half hours down to Suffern, and I drive the thirty minutes up to Suffern, New York, from New Jersey. I cross state lines. He didn't, but he drove way further. Does that make sense, guys? Um, number two, he didn't transport the gun across state lines he did get it illegal bought illegally bought he illegally purchased a weapon for sure for sure that was illegal uh because it's i think it's called like a straw man purchase this is this illegal loophole that they try to get um that they try to get uh, around which you would if this is what happens is this is why it's illegal because when it happens then you can charge the guy legally like they did um which is not being, you know, talked about as much. Anyway, so what I, what I'm talking about is the straw man is you purchase a gun for somebody who can't, and then you give it to them, but the gun is still legally under your name. That's like from my understanding of straw man, and um, that was what they were saying. Like people were doing for felons. That's why I learned about this like a long time ago, um, and and it, it just all around stupid uh stupid thing to do. You know, I remember when I first uh, purchased a firearm and I remember, you know, going through the training classes and I remember the guy said to me, it was the first day and I walk in and he goes, hey, there's two things you never lend, your gun and your wife. And in that order, you never lend someone your gun and you never lend someone your wife in that order. Meaning you should lend your wife before you lend your gun to somebody. That's your weapon. You don't do... Anyway, dumb. doesn't matter. Why do we have to talk about it? He's innocent. Everybody thinks he shot black people. He shot white people. People are saying, um, oh, well, how did you know he was a pedophile? And how did he know that the other guy was uh, was was a wife beater? Well, the, it doesn't matter. Those are the stupid, crazy type of people that would attack somebody who has a weapon. Now, you can also say, well, let's see. Hmm. Let's look into this, the pedophile guy, because um, I did this because uh, one of my one of my wise men, Goffites, 
is trying to make it seem like the Kyle is some kind of monster for getting rid of a pedophile when actually he's a hero. And then he's like, but how would he know he was a pedophile? Well, he wouldn't. But you know what? Here's some research that's found. Uh, so you should listen to this, John. Um, that guy, uh, fucking whatever his name is, uh, was a not Zim, whatever the fucking one that the first guy that got shot, the pedophile one. He had just been released from the mental hospital hours earlier for a suicide attempt. He was heard earlier that night saying, shoot me. I don't even say the word shoot me and word shoot me, shoot me and word shoot me to a bunch of people who are armed. So clearly he probably wanted to die suicide by cop style. What's a good way to do that? Chase a kid with a gun. Scare the shit out of him. Say, if I get alone and I see you alone, I'm going to kill you. And then have evidence of video evidence and audio evidence, which I saw if you watch the trial and you want to see it and not get the news from CNN, which is the censored news network. Um, then you could do that. You can or, you know, go to Microsoft's uh, non, what is it, MSNBC, MSNPCs, Microsoft NPCs. Look. You, you could get your news from wherever you want, but you have to realize that they are a business and a business has a bottom line and their bottom line is advertisers, though, which means you are the product, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not paying for the news, that means that you are the thing that are being sold. They're selling to you. They're selling you and your information. OK, so there you go. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to get over that. Um, why? Why is this so important? Well, you know, this this whole distraction thing. I watched it. Now, I don't know if you know this. Ghislaine Maxwell's trial is supposed to start uh, in seven days on the 29th. So we'll see if that happens. What's going to happen in in in, uh, in in a week? Is there going to be a trial? Is there going to be any information? Was this all a cover-up? Is there going to be some kind of protests and violence in Kenosha so that could be uh, focused on in the media as a cover-up? Why? Because I hear through the grapevines that Ghislaine has some high-profile people she's going to name. And if she does that, those high-profile people are going to want to Epstein her. If you don't believe that Epstein was killed, well, then you're still living under a rock. And you still believe everything that the corporate media tells you. And if you do that, I don't even feel bad for you. You're what Darwin says when he says survival of fittest. You're the kind of people who are just going to, like... You're going to lick a pole in the middle of the winter when nobody can help you out, and then you get stuck outside and you freeze to death. That's that. So, like, I don't feel bad for you. I mean, I feel bad for your parents. They they couldn't obviously get the right genes together to, to make a fully functioning human being, and, and they didn't clearly care about your uh, your ability to learn that they wanted to help you in any way. So, so, like, I can't really blame, I don't know, blame you, blame your parents, whatever. Oh, man, I'm all over the place, and I got to go soon, so let's see. What do we want to wrap it up with? Ugh. I'll talk about this fucking disgusting shit. You know what? Let me take a piss first. Let me come back. Jamie, do not fuck it up this time, or you're fired. Are we rolling again, Jamie? All right, good. We're back. All right, good. Oh. All right, so we got like two more stories, and we're going to go hit the mics. Uh, let's go with the maps. Maps. You know what maps are, guys? Maps is the new term. Um, this is from The Hill. Virginia professor who studied sexual attraction to minors placed on leave. He coins the term uh, minor attracted person. 
And uh, now this isn't, I don't think this is the article I read. Uh, I think I read it from a different one. In an interview last month, Walker sparked controversy after stating that having an attraction to minors does not mean the person is doing something wrong, quote, as long as it isn't acted on, end quote. Walker has defended their research, saying that by getting people help before they act on their attraction, it will help protect minors. Okay, that I can see. At the same time, though, I don't want you to make it seem like this is... This, let me see. Is there anything else in here? <clears throat> okay, this guy told the Post, The idea that I'm somehow conditioning child sexual abuse is absolutely outrageous. I really think it's a coordinated effort about attacking the LGBTQ community and academic freedom. Um, so... This guy, this uh, Alan Walker guy, uh, he, so here's what it says, MAP, minor attracted person or people, refers to someone who has preferential attraction to minors that can include children who have gone through puberty or not, and child sex abusers are people who have committed a sexual offense against a child, Walker said. From my perspective, there is no morality or immorality attached to attraction to anyone because no one can control who they're attracted to at all, he added. I was like, okay, so uh, let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's um, let's try to break that down because that's just ridiculous. That's just ri- ridiculous. Now, yeah, he's kind of right. Nobody can, you can't, t- you, you can't control, that part is real. You can't control what you're attracted to, but obviously that, being attracted to something that's that outrageous has to be some kind of a mental issue. And I don't understand how you can say otherwise. Take a sip of water, Yusuf. Like, like if you, if you're, if you're attracted to animals, you're not going to say that you're mentally sane and that, you know, Oh, it's okay. As long as I don't, you know, fuck horses, then it's Okay. No, you you probably have some kind of a problem that there's probably something psychological wrong with you. Maybe at a, a young age you were sexualized around horses and now you have a sexual attraction. I don't understand how the brain works. Psychologist Yusuf, he's on leave right now. Administrative leave because I have to reduce the amount of people I have in my corporation so I don't have to face the Biden mandates to get them all vaccinated. I have a lot of Yusufs out here working for me. Um, but yeah, th- this this whole... Being uh, attracted to to minors is uh, is somehow not. They're trying to justify it. Look, it's it's disgusting. Number one, because minors also just like animals can't really give you consent. They don't have fully formed brains as a child. They're they're easier to manipulate. Why do you think it's easy for me to trick my little sisters all the time? Uh, by just telling them, uh, uh, I don't fucking, what's an easy thing? Oh, I used to tell them that there's monsters in the basement to keep them from going down there. Huh. There's no monsters. There's no monsters in the basement. But they were dumb enough to stay out of the basement because they thought they were monsters. And then sometimes they would just like, there's no monsters. They would come down the stairs and I would hear them. And I would just stomp uh, around the corner and then like act like, make a noise that they would you'd hear them screaming and running back upstairs because in their head i was the monster now that being said this is disgusting i don't know um how anybody's going to try to justify this and get away with justifying this and, and and making this a justifiable uh thing but but you know what then again i don't really know how 
or why a lot of this is is getting like people are getting away with this shit. It's ridiculous. <sighs> we're we're living in weird times, strange, strange times. It's a clown world for sure. Actually, you know what? Before we go to that Australia thing, um, open up my Instagram. Yeah, Skeeler was telling me to make sure I talk about... Where is it? Yeah, make sure that I mention that they're covering up. I did that. All right, yeah. Uh, just so you guys are, are are getting what I'm talking about, um, make sure I mention that they're covering up the just Lane Maxwell trial with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Um, yo, do you remember... Jamie, do you remember how to get... Yeah, right there. Click that. Click saved. There you go. See if there's anything new and saved. Nope. No, there's uh, those are nothing new. All right. Um, then, yep, yeah, that's it. I guess there was nothing on that. All right. Let's um go to the YouTube and let's play some of this video um, so I can, you know, vape a little bit before I got to go hit these mics. Uh, go to the line burn right there. So this was... This is a uh, craziness. This is a little bit about, this is going to be, I'm going to play some uh, Russell Brand, some part of Russell Brand. We're not going to play the whole thing, obviously, um, even though it's not a long video. Let me see. Are you, where are you not on it? Do you have it ready yet? No. You don't have it, right? No? Okay, well, it's, right there. it's a 10-minute one, right? Yeah, but we're not playing all 10 minutes. Yeah, the, we've had enough one. So if you go on Russell Brand's channel, it's called Russell Brand. It's, uh, Russell Brand is the name of the, the, the channel. It's called We've Had Enough, Australia's Scary New Pandemic Powers. Uh, let me take a sip of coffee. Actually, I'll take a sip while we play this. Um, Jamie, get ready to play that. You know, do your thing, what you got to do. Um, yeah, you got to adjust that mic, right? Go ahead, adjust it. What, am I in the way? Why? Oh, you're, you're going to use my mic? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but you don't have enough slack. All right, there you go. Are you Are you good for that? All right, ready? All right, Jamie, uh, play this for real quick. Let's play that while I, I vape. Wherever you are in the world, surely you're concerned about what's happening in Australia. Are new draconian measures being introduced? Is there a massive protest movement on the rise, thankfully non-violent? Is that protest movement in danger of being co-opted? Or do people say that it's being co-opted in order to delegitimize the very legitimate concerns of the protesters? These questions and more will be answered in the video you're about to watch right now with your eye holes or ear holes. Hello, four and a half million of us right, cannot be hit. Thousands of down in Australia, down under, as we call it, although that is relative, because if you're there, it's us that are, ain't it? Thousands of demonstrators descended onto Melbourne's central business district Saturday, protesting against the Victorian government's new pandemic powers and vaccine mandates. The crowd chanted, kill the bill, and sack Dan Andrews as it marched from the Victorian State Library to Parliament House in Spring Street. Many held signs that likened the Victorian government to oppressive regimes. Now, on our podcast, Under the Skin, we spoke with Luke Kemp, who's a researcher at Cambridge University, who said that many of the emergency measures being introduced worldwide are 
negatively affecting liberty and that he had concerns that many of these measures would not be revoked and that there was a degree of opportunism around the pandemic while not offering an opinion on the medical aspect. And that's what I would like to reiterate here while making this video. The medical component, the treatment of medical emergencies, these are all areas way beyond not just my remit, but actually my interest. What I'm concerned about is the behaviour of powerful institutions, potential collaboration between powerful institutions and private interests, and more important than anything, on this sweet little sphere we live upon, individual and collective human liberty. The new pandemic laws, which replace the state of emergency powers that expire on 15th of December, will allow the Premier and Health Ministers to declare a pandemic and make public health orders. In a democracy, decisions ought be participatory, oughtn't they? If you have bills being passed where ordinary people can't participate in the organisation of their own lives, that for me makes more pronounced something that's been going on for a long time. We are losing freedom. We are losing rights. You can decide for yourself whether it's a price worth paying or a necessary price. But for me, this is something that takes considerable contemplation, assembly, debate, and most of all, consensus. And if you don't agree with that, that's cool. But what you're saying you don't agree with is a little old thing called democracy, which I thought our governments were meant to be fond of. It's the word they use most when cudgelling us into idiocy. The protest came a week after about 3,000 people attended a protest last Saturday calling for the resignation of the Victorian Premier. Because I'm English, when I hear Victorian, I just think, is this all happening 150 years ago? So far, 86% of eligible Victorians... Don't you dare talk to me like that! Now get up that bloody chimney! ...have now received both doses of the Covid vaccine, with 92% receiving the first dose. Critics of Victoria's proposed new pandemic powers legislation say it's the most extreme of its kind and will give the Premier and Health Ministers too much control. Let's have a look at how it was handled on the proper news. Good evening. Thousands of people have brought the city to a standstill. The protesters again fighting proposed laws that would give Daniel Andrews the power to declare a pandemic. Firstly, I like it when the news person... You couldn't see a square inch of the road, tram tracks or footpaths beneath a sea of frustrated Victorians stretching for blocks down Burke Street. OK, so already the first thing I'm thinking is a lot of people are at that protest, so a lot of people are pissed off. Returning for the largest rally yet against the Premier's proposed pandemic laws. What concerns me? Well, personal freedom, personal movement, medical apartheid. It's indicated that ordinary people are idiots. You know, there's a kind of condescension continually in certain types of media. Oh, the great unwashed, proletariat, punters. You know, these kind of terms, these dismissive terms used for people. You listen to these people, articulate. You know, I'm concerned about freedom, collective freedom, medical parts. Yeah, these all seem like legitimate concerns. All these people being here is an indication that they care. So you either accept that they care and do something about it. That's not an option. So you have to delegitimise it. The process of delegitimising their protest has to begin. Oh, yeah, the thing is they don't understand or they're stupid or they're led by nefarious people, right? Let's see what happens. They came from all directions, starting at the State Library, swarming through the city, carrying the Madonna... OK. ..and a familiar-looking punching bag. The figure for the punching bag is it does undermine the idea that it's non-violent. Well, I was having a non-violent protest, so we got this punching bag. It's just a memento for today. It's not about punching it. We're about a peaceful protest. We're not about punching it. It's about a peaceful protest. Shouldn't have put it on like a punch bag. Could have put it on a flower. And really understanding why we're here, to kill the bill. 
will. Libraries is about killing. There's an election coming, and they'll they'll have to answer to all these people. A fact not lost on Craig Kelly or Bernie Finn. We have all had a jackful. I really love Australian politicians because if you like used to English politicians, I would say that Her Majesty is all like that. These geezers, I'm sick of it. I'm pissed off. They sort of talk like other normal Australians. Oh, you're out of order, mate. Like angry people shouting in a car park. No politician should ever have this power. It's up to us to become proactive in the political process and make our voices heard. Seems pretty nice. It's all different age group, different variety of people. Wherever you are on the political spectrum, people coming out and protesting is very important. It's necessary. This is not mob mentality. Of course, it should be taken as read and understood. But when I talk about protest, I mean non-violent protest. I mean non-cooperation. I mean people coming together to build a better, fairer world. Many of the people that you see here are just normal, everyday people worried about their jobs, their worried about their kids, they're worried about their rights being infringed, and they want to take a stand for it, and good on them. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it, that people feel. People feel that their lives are being encroached upon. This kind of protest becomes inevitable when the democratic process breaks down. It is a response to people feeling not heard. People don't want to go marching around in the streets like that, well, some people do, but most people just want to be left alone to live their lives. Enough is enough. Business is already hard enough as it is without having these political political rocks thrown in their road. The legislation introduced by the Andrews government would allow the Premier to make an indefinite declaration of a pandemic and state of emergency. That's worrying. Indefinite. No boundaries. Give the health minister power to make broad public health orders and grant authorised offices the power to detain people under quarantine. Limitless power, no clear boundaries and the ability to detain. That is terrifying. I'm not an anti So, are you back on me? All right, good, Jamie. So yeah, th- those are the main things that I just wanted. I did play a little bit more than I wanted to play, but uh, you know, ended it in the right place because I forgot that was the part I wanted to play. Um, was actually the end, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's the, it's the fact that they were going to have uh, unlimited power; they could detain people, and the fact that that people don't know that that could come over here is a little bit frightening. Uh, and then most people are like, "Well, if you have nothing to hide, and this no, no, no this, this is what it comes down to." See, you guys don't remember this during 9-11 because you guys weren't Muslim. So you didn't just get just automatically uh, just cause. I was put on an FBI watch list as a 14 year old kid. Evidently. Yeah. FBI came to interview or Secret Service came to interview me once because some other kid said that I made a threat on his computer. Turns out he lied and he ended up getting a lot more trouble. Good on him uh, because I did not make any threats. And, uh, you know, it's like it's a lot of bullshit, but it's also like, hey, they do work sometimes because clearly I'm not a problem, which is why they don't bother me. Now, that being said, it's not it's not kind of cool to be accused of something when you're not guilty. So that's what it's coming down to. It's like they can literally say now, oh, we don't like that you did this or that. So you're not allowed to leave your home now. Are you okay with that? Because it's okay now, I guess, because you're like, oh, well, for vaccines, yeah, no, absolutely. But what if it's not for vaccines? What if it's for who you're going to vote for? And now they have executive power to silence people who are the opposite. Then it becomes a lot like Mao is China. And if you don't know enough about Mao China, Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong, you need to listen to Dave's podcast, uh, Storytime with Dave. 
he does a great job breaking it down. I don't remember which episode it is, but I'm sure if you look up the titles, you'll know which one it is. He, he does a good job with descriptions as well. Um, so, yeah, that being said, let's see. <clears throat> oh, my God. My brother told me a funny story. All right. So I'll leave you guys on this then. Um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about this lady fell 11 stories after smoking a blunt at a college. And I don't want to talk about that because they think it could be murder. And that's just a really sad story. Um, Justine Grimes, I think is her name. Uh, God rest her soul, man. That just fucked up. They're, her parents are trying to get that investigated. Hopefully that happens. But um, let's see. I'll do some mama stories. I was trying to think of one. Uh, here's a first, just a me and scene story because we were talking. And we were talking about Ren and Stimpy. Or I was talking to somebody about Ren and Stimpy. Because they did the voice. Oh, it was fucking Gassler. Gassler was doing this, the the voice for Rain. Because Rain, I forgot. He was a chihuahua. He kind of had a little bit of a Hispanic voice. And then it reminded me. Me and my brother used to do that stupid ass dance. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. And we just like like hip bump each other. Then like bump our butts. Like it was so weird. That was not a kid's cartoon. That was not a kid's cartoon. No, but let's uh, let's leave on a note. Let's leave on a good note because I do have to get out of here and I still have to upload this shit uh, and edit it slightly real quick. Uh, have Jamie do that. Um, late night Dunkin' runs with Mama. Oof. I was trying to think of something else that was awesome. There was a Dunkin' Donuts right by the complex that used to, she used to live in in Wayne. Um, and the Dunkin' Donuts there was one of the last Dunkin' Donuts that would cook their, that would bake their donuts on premises. Now, a lot of them would bake on premises originally and then eventually they started phasing them out like the smaller locations that were on the highways they wouldn't bake there they would just get deliveries and they would get deliveries from more of the local locations would start delivering and so like the store in wayne would deliver to a couple of the other ones in the local area as well as just having their own donuts but my mom knew when they would have the fresh donuts and it'd be like i don't know like maybe four or five in the morning you can get there and get the freshest donuts and she would go to dunkin donuts at 5 a.m., get a dozen fucking fresh donuts and wake us up to either eat them or wake us up. We would all walk there together. We would go eat some donuts, some fresh-ass donuts, and then go right back to bed uh, with that nice sugar rush. What? Yeah, mama was the best. She gave me pre-diabetes. That's why I used to be fat. But I ain't fat no more. No, 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 no. Yeah, diabetes took my mama. Ain't going to take me too. Not me. No, no, sir. Oh, not unless God wants it to then. Then it'll absolutely take me. All right, guys. Um, 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 shout out. Shout out to all you guys. Shout out to uh, all, all my uh, my gas digital fucking homies out there that, that fucking told me to drop. Now, like, regardless, make sure you start dropping him. And I should have recorded this sooner. That way I could have dropped it just in case. Because Dave's been slacking, bro. Uh, Dave Smith, uh, who is part of the Problem Podcast, you know he has a kid, so I'm not I'm not judging him, but he's been slacking, so now I get to give you guys some of my shit to hold y'all over. So shout out to all y'all, I appreciate y'all for the support and all that. Shout out to the original golf fights, you know the ones that are cool, the ones that are not cool. Same for you. Fucking shout out to you too. At least you're listening still. So fuck it, I still appreciate that. Um, and then um, here's one of the quotes from my sister's little uh, gift thing: "You're more important than you realize." Now, I apologize if I said that to you guys and you guys think that you guys are more important 
than you realize, but that was really just, I was telling you guys, I am more important than you guys all realize. All right. Anyway, um, I might drop, uh, if I, if I end up uploading this later on, I will put that comedy code set on. I think it was like a nice six, seven minutes on the end. So we'll see. Maybe it'll fill it out to a whole hour. All right. I love you. See you next week. Bye.